views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of the sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. Oh my goodness, what's going on everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. I am your host, Mr. Edwin Pagan. Um, if this is your first time listening, you're probably wondering, hey Edwin, I heard you release an episode every Wednesday. And uh, this past Wednesday, you didn't release an episode. Listen guys, sometimes your boy gets busy. Um, as you know, I started a new job and so I've kind of been busy with that. But with that being said, before we jump into that news, uh, this is a weekly technology care package. If this is your first time listening, this is a, week, a weekly technology podcast. Uh, where I take three articles off the internet that I find interesting, uh, fascinating, technology-related, science-related, extraterrestrial, UFOs, life living on other planets, rockets going to Mars that have helicopters in them that are designed to look for life. I take those articles that I find on the internet interesting. (laughs) Uh, I break them down for you. I give you my explanation on them, uh, and then I send you on your way more informed and more aware of the things going on on the interwebs, guys. This is my way of sharing my passion for technology with you guys. Man, with that that being said, guys, uh, I do apologize that I did not drop an episode on Wednesday. I did get busy. I started a new job, man. Um, um, so I've been busy with that, and that kind of has my undivided attention at the current moment, man. I got to tell you, it's very weird. It's very weird. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at myself right now on the camera because I've been having overheating issues with my computer all night. Um, this is literally the second take of this video. Um, with that being said, um, it's weird because I started a new job, right? And so, um, typically like at jobs it was weird when people found out i did stand-up comedy because it went from like i thought you were like this one guy you do comedy but then like a bunch of people at work or like dude we saw your youtube videos i'm like people actually watch this shit and so it's so weird when like people at your job are like yeah we saw your youtube that's cool bro that's really neat that you do that it's like you watch it though you know what i'm saying like it's weird that people watch this stuff it's not that it's weird because i'm like dude you obviously you put it out on the internet for a reason but like when you meet people who are like who actually watch this stuff and they're like bro i think i think it's interesting what you do it's like bro did you have nothing else going on this afternoon that you were like i'm gonna watch edwin but at the same time bro you like i have no choice but to do this you know what i'm saying because i love to do it um but it's always weird when people know like um you know like because it's like it's weird i always tell this analogy like when people ask me like what made you get into stand-up comedy and i always tell people like my last job that I had, um, it was super like button up, you know what I'm saying? A super professional environment. And so when you always have to be professional, it's hard to like, like I needed to have a disconnect. I needed to have an outlet and comedy was that outlet. Like comedy, let me create this like persona of a person that wasn't necessarily me, but in the same respect, it was one of those things where, um, um, it was one of those things where, um, like it was uh it was like like I could be someone else outside of work and like when I went to work no one knew about this like persona it was like this hidden agenda and not like hidden agenda but it was just like this separate life you can have and when people at work started finding out that I did comedy I was like that's this is weird like can we come see your comedy it's like I don't want you to know what I do outside of work because the person I am in the office is very different than the person I am outside the office. I can kind of like separate that. So it's always like this anxiety that are like, that like you don't want them to know this side of you. It's not that it's a bad side. 
um because like my comedy is kind of just like very situational but in the same respect it's just like it's weird when people know what you do you know what i'm saying even though you're an extremely public person because you literally do a podcast you have a website you type in your name into youtube and you come up so it's not like you're trying to hide anything you're literally putting it out there it's just like i guess it's like one of those things where they say like be careful what you put online i guess i don't know bro um but yeah dude uh starting a new job so i'm excited about that excited just about a lot of things going on in my life and just trying to make the best of the situation with coronavirus bro like it's just one and i know i keep saying bro but when i say bro a lot it's really when i'm just like bro shit's getting just old you know what i'm saying i don't like to say bro it makes me sound like fucking like i'm a i'm a 17 year old frat boy but like um like the other day at the gym it sounds like such a frat boy story bro the other day at the gym i had to freaking put a mask on like we had been going to this gym for months and out of nowhere they're like you got to put a mask on to come in you don't got to wear it when you're in here but you got to wear one to come in i'm like all right guy this is awesome cool man and it was like i get it i get it but it's just like bro i'm over this already um but um no i'm just like like i'm starting to like really just learn that like all right get adjusted to what's going on with covid create a routine create a habit you know creates create just a routine that makes this a lot more tolerable and so just you know hopefully i can do that with with the podcast with you know with everything i'm putting out online um but um with that being said guys outside of that um everything is good with the family everything is good in orlando life's good man we're living our best life and uh let's go ahead and jump into the articles man um because i am dropping this on tuesday i will put out another episode on wednesday as well so i'm doing back-to-back episodes you know what i'm saying because your boy feels bad for not putting out the episode all right um for all seven listeners who listen to this all right cool <laughs> let's go ahead and jump right into it guys first article of the day is coming from the fine folks at msnbc news they were the first to break this um, not the first to break this but um basically the article talks about microsoft has to move quickly on the tiktok deal following trump's talks now if you've been living under a rock um you heard that recently tiktok um was gonna get banned everyone kept saying hey tiktok's gonna get banned tiktok's gonna get banned tiktok's gonna get banned and so tiktok got banned but they got banned in a way where like they are no longer allowed to exist um as long as they are a chinese-based company and so what trump kind of ordered them to say is like hey if you get acquired by a u.s-based company you can stay in the u.s and so microsoft said hold my beer we're gonna grab tiktok and so microsoft is in the talks to acquire tiktok and they have to move relatively quickly i think they have like 45 uh, 45 days to make this deal happen and be completely um in ownership of uh of uh of tiktok and uh basically the article kind of goes on to talk about how you know tiktok has 100 million users in the u.s and like this is really an unprecedented move by the u.s government because it's one of the things where the government's like saying hey Hey guys, listen, we're not trying to spoil the fun here, but this is a Chinese based company. All right. They're grabbing your data and we can't do anything about it because we have no oversight because they're a Chinese based company. So they're taking your data. Just sit on that. And we said, we don't care. We love TikTok. And then the government said, hey, federal employees at least can't have it on your phone because it's really bad. And the federal employee said, no problem, we'll just put it on our personal phone. And so the U.S. is realizing, like, they can't control this animal, so they need to get in front of it instead of behind it. And so they made an unprecedented unprecedented move to say, hey, 
Chinese-based apps that exist in the U.S. that are Chinese-based, like owned, like Chinese-owned apps, they can't exist in these apps if they're doing these type of things. So this went on to this. This applied to TikTok and more particularly this app called WeChat, which is like apparently it's like a version of WhatsApp, but it's used for like communication. And the U.S. is saying, hey, listen, we want to have if if this app is as popular as it is and it's grabbing as much data as it as it's doing. We need to have the ability to say, hey, we need to audit your records, right? And so when a company is U.S.-based and they're collecting data, the government has the ability to subpoena them, to bring them in front of Congress like we did with Facebook. You can't really do that with TikTok because TikTok is a Chinese-based company. But the weird thing I think is weird is that like you're talking about source code and code that's created by these Chinese-based companies that we fear are spying on users. So I wouldn't be surprised if these Chinese-based, if TikTok doesn't have backdoors or secret ways for the Chinese government to still grab data. But that's neither here nor there. I think it's unprecedented for the government to do it. But I think it's one of those things where it's like, thank them later because i think that we're now really living in this time where like tiktok really was the trojan horse of of applications because it was something disguised as like hey it's videos and videos and videos that you like stimulating your brain but the reality of the situation was is there was a lot of stuff going on behind the uh, behind the scenes them collecting data from your phone, clipboards, uh, 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 copy and paste stuff, um, your phone number. I mean, you name it, they were collecting a lot of information to do Lord knows what on top of like having the ability to influence you, to make you believe things, etc. So it's one of those things that the government, again, after this whole election, Russia influence stuff, the government's not playing any games and they're not trying to have this type of issue in the next uh, upcoming, upcoming election. So this is a really good article. I feel like we talk entirely too much about TikTok on this podcast, but it's just what's in the news, guys. It's what's in the news cycle. And it's the type of stuff that, like, listen, it's it, it, at the end of the day, um, I think that espionage is real. I think that, like, yeah, there's Chinese companies who are Chinese actors, hackers, activists, whatever, who... Their job is to break into companies and steal intellectual property to to get data on us, etc. So it's not that far fetched, man. Watch a movie or something. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's go ahead and jump into the next article uh, coming from the fine folks at The Verge. I mean, these these articles are kind of old, but this is I was supposed to do this podcast on Wednesday. And I didn't. So these are the articles from that podcast. Anyways, that being said, guys, this article is coming from the Vive folks at The Verge. Microsoft X Cloud Game Streaming will launch on September 15th on Android, bro. This is really freaking gnarly, bro. So pretty much um, you'll be able to use your smartphone um, and basically connect to Microsoft Xbox Live and then actually play games on your phone that are like really like like basically like the Xbox game itself. And basically it's streaming it to your phone or tablet so this is kind of like a preview video of what it looks like um let me see right here okay cool so so basically you connect to your tablet you have your bluetooth controller and then that tablet is actually connecting to microsoft servers and then microsoft is actually playing the game on their end and they're streaming it to your phone and so this is available for android i think it's available for a couple of other things i think android um actually that's it i think it's only available for android tablets and stuff like that and so what's weird is that apple actually said "Uh, -uh, we can't allow this application uh on our phones um because kind of violates the ios apple app store stuff but more about that in a second but what's really cool is that it's um basically 
I think they kind of talk about pricing on this. Um, what is the pricing on it, actually? I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how much it's going to cost. What does it cost? I don't know. A monthly subscription. Um, it goes with Android mobile devices. Um, how much does it cost? Who knows? Maybe it's like 30 bucks, something like that. Um, but it's pretty pretty gnarly collection of games that are going to be available. So there we were talking about Gears of War 4, uh, Halo Wars 2. And these are all games that you can literally play on your smartphone, um, hook up the Bluetooth controller to it, and boom, you're good to go. Um, this is very similar to something called OnLive uh, that existed a couple years ago where it was cloud-based gaming, where basically they did all the heavy lifting on the cloud servers, and then you would just remote uh, into those servers with your phone or device and then you would stream and play the game so this is pretty cool to see microsoft do that i think it opens up the avenue for like mobile device gaming but what was weird is that apple said nah you can't have this in our app store and the reason apple doesn't allow it is because apple has a rating system right they have like a rating system for apps and so depending on what that app has available in it um, is how it gets a rating and so what apple is saying is that like because this device or this this game pass thing is remoting into microsoft servers and it can play games that are rated pg and it can play games that are rated ma we can't control that so the app is not allowed into the app store and so apple you know kind of said nah we shut that down but there's it's funny how microsoft has been kind of like sneak dissing um uh, sneak dissing Apple and saying, hey, we don't appreciate you uh, um, not letting our app on your phone. So, all right, man. Cool stuff, man. So check that article out. That's at theverge.com. All right, guys. Last but not least, I know I say this that I start reading the Wall Street Journal because it makes me feel smarter. Um, but this next article is actually coming from the Wall Street Journal. Hold on. I got to open it up because it, it closed out on my phone. Give me a second real quick, guys. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, cool. Let's do it. So next article of the day is coming from the fine folks at the Wall Street Journal, which is the teenager allegedly behind the Twitter hack and how he did it, man. This is a really interesting article. I highly suggest you take the chance to read it. It's about the boy. All right. This home, this kid is 17 years old. All right. He's 17 years old and he hacked the Twitter account of Elon Musk. He hacked the Twitter account of um uh elon musk uh president barack obama uh to you know just a, just a couple of people you know what i'm saying nothing nobody too famous right um let me see if there's a picture of what what he did to obama's account because it is pretty crazy what this kid did um straight up um let me see if i can open it up on um um, all right, so you know what? I can't open up what he did. So basically, this kid is 17 years old, and he figured out how to hack into the Twitter accounts. Now, to give you kind of a layout of what this kid did, because it's pretty advanced what this kid did, but just to give you some backstory of uh, this kid, all right? His name is Graham Evan Clark, all right? Graham Evan Clark, all right? He's 17 years old. Now, last August, all right, last August, before he even did this Twitter hack, the police seized 300 bitcoins from his computers at his house. They served a search warrant, seized 300 computers or 300 bitcoins, which is the equivalent of $3.5 million. All right, so <laughs> bro, I'm sorry, I just hit the microphone. $3.5 million. Homeboy is 17 years old and he had $3.5 million in Bitcoin. All right, so this is the type of kid we're dealing with. What were you doing in high school at 17? He had $3.5 million in Bitcoin. All right. I digress. All right. So with that being said, um, to give you backstory, what he did is he basically, uh, for a better lack of words, because I, I encourage you to check out the article, for a better lack of words, he pretended to be a Twitter employee. He called Twitter. 
pretended to be someone who worked there, right? Once he did that, he was able to get access to a tool that would let him reset the passwords on Twitter accounts uh, and change the email associated to those Twitter accounts, right, uh, to a different email. So he would change it to an email that he had access to, and he would reset the password on that Twitter account, right? And then from there, he would um, have access to the Twitter account. He did this to President Obama. He did it to President uh, to Elon Musk, who might as well be the president of something, right? Um, and a couple of other people. And what he did is he attached a Bitcoin address to those tweets that he put out that basically said, hey, you know, if you donate to this uh, Bitcoin address, I will double whatever you donate. And basically he made about $400,000 on that. And that's kind of the short story of what he did. Um, the article really goes into detail about how this kid was doing things like swim, uh, SIM swapping. Uh, and SIM swapping is like a high level uh, hacker attack. And it's basically when you get a cell phone carrier to take a phone number that belongs to someone else and give it to you or get you to uh, get them to transfer to a phone that you have possession of, right? So they say, hey, can you transfer this number to this new cell phone that they have possession of? And now when they want to access your bank account and your bank says, hey, we're sending a verification code to the phone number associated to the account, he just got that verification code and now he's in. And so it, it's crazy that the, how sophisticated this kid was able to pull off this attack um, and how much fucking trouble he's in that i mean i had i don't typically curse um but he's in a lot of fucking trouble and uh, um this isn't one of those things where he's one of those hackers who um um who he found a vulnerability and it was for good and he no 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 his intentions here were strictly malicious. He purposely hacked these accounts uh, in order to get money sent to a Bitcoin account. Um, and that's how he, you know, why he hacked Obama, Elon Musk, etc. So he's looking at a wide variety of charges. I think he had like over 100 charges uh, against him. Um, and, and the list goes on and on, especially when you start talking about like he had money sent to him. So you're talking about like electronic uh, crimes, just like electronic uh, fraud or wire fraud i think was what the charge is called and so um i definitely say check out the article it's very interesting there's a uh, the internet the web version of this article has um some of the more a lot more pictures um if you're into pictures and articles but i highly encourage you to check out this article um uh to kind of just give me my last thoughts on it um listen guys it's not worth it if <laughs> it's it's weird how 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 like i think it's weird how um i think it's weird how like some like how we take twitter entirely too seriously like at the end of the day like like it, twitter should not be the all, end all be all like whatever the president says on twitter is bond you know what i'm saying like it shouldn't be that like so i think that like the idea that like okay if the president like like it should be okay that if one day we go on twitter and the president says hey world war three is starting that we assume hey it's probably a hacked account let's make sure the president at a press conference actually says it and i think we should stop tweeting twitter as like you know like it has the potential to lock in, to launch a nuclear war against russia like no that's not how nuclear war should be launched i think russia should have the understanding that like listen what you see on twitter isn't necessarily true and vice versa because i feel that like yes this kid did hack twitter but i also think that like all right he shouldn't get a hundred years in prison because he hacked into Elon Musk and Obama's Twitter because had it not been Obama or Elon Musk and just some nobody, we wouldn't care. Right. And the kid wouldn't get that much time. However, he did commit the crime of 
you know, receiving money illegally, et cetera, because of the Bitcoin addresses. But at the same time, I, I think that it's weird that we, we treat Twitter as if it's like, it's all, it's holy, you know what I'm saying? And so that's all I want to say about that, guys. That being said, it is 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night. I'm tired. And I'm going to go ahead and drop, uh, 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 what was I going to say? I don't know. All right, cool, guys. So that is the podcast or that is this uh, week's episode or today's episode or that wraps up this episode. How do I end this episode? How do I end this? For every time I say episode... <laughs> take a shot no seriously uh so that is this week's episode guys make sure this today's what the hell that is today's episode or that wraps up this episode of course the links to the stories are located below guys yeah, um, leave your questions or comments below i appreciate everyone who watches all the fans who listen i appreciate y'all um and of course until next time guys my name is adam pagan this is the word on the road podcast i'll be back here tomorrow until next time guys take care stay safe wash your hands kiss your mother Take care. Peace. Guys, what are you doing? Watching my dad's channel. <laughs> You're watching your dad's YouTube channel?